It seems like 2021 just started, but here we are, December 20th, less than two weeks until 2022. Now, I love this time of year because I can look back on each month and smile at some highlights, and I can also recall some not-so-great moments. But with both, I learn lessons and determine what is best for me. Now, with this episode, I am going to be reflecting on some of the priorities that are in my life now that I will absolutely be focusing on and carrying over into 2022. I'm going to be sharing a few routines and practices that have worked for me, and I am certain that some of them will work for you too. If nothing more, you can simply hear my list of 2021 takeaways, and this may springboard you into making your very own list for yourself. I sure hope you're ready for some realizations, for some insights, and for some truth moments. So let's dive right in. Welcome to The Literacy Dive, a podcast for teachers who want to take a deeper dive into all things reading and writing. I'm your host, Megan Polk. My number one passion is, you guessed it, all things literacy and supporting teachers like you. Join me each week to learn teacher tips and actionable step-by-step strategies to help you grow as an educator. Are you ready? Let's dive in. Welcome back to the Literacy Dive podcast. As I shared, this episode will be bringing light to some aha moments and some basic priorities that I have learned are super important for me. The things that I share are my focuses that I want to carry into 2022 because 2021, let me tell you, enlightened me on how necessary and vital they are to my life, and I will not sacrifice them by any means possible. So let's begin. The first thing that I have as a takeaway of 2021 that I am focusing heavily on in 2022 is to set and maintain boundaries. This is very hard for this two-wing three person. I am naturally others-focused, so setting boundaries and saying no, that's really, really hard for me. I know it's easy for some people, and for those people that can say no without hesitation, I need to know your tips, but I am very much a yes person, so I'm learning that it's important for me to set and maintain these boundaries. Sometimes I'll set them but I don't maintain them. Or I'm not clear in explicitly saying what I mean and what my boundary means. So to do that, my boundaries and my expectations must be super clear so I am finding my voice and I'm feeling empowered through my words. My no holds a lot of weight and protects me. And when you don't have boundaries, other people do not know your limits. And sometimes we can't fault others when they don't know our limits because they have different relationships and different situations with other people in which they feel like that might be okay. So it's really important to find your voice and to say, nope, that's not going to work for me. No, that's not okay with me. No, I'm unable to do that. And you can do it and feel good about it. So my takeaway is that my no matters. The second thing that I want to take into 2022 that I have been focusing on and realizing is really important is to reflect on my feelings and my needs. 
When it comes to feelings and needs, what I've learned is that I have to do this often and I have to make a routine of it. I have to do it unapologetically because I realize that my feelings are valid and my needs matter. And so your feelings and your needs are valid and matter as well. The third thing that was really big for me in my reflection moment was recognizing and accepting, not just recognizing, but that word accepting what is and what is not in my control. So much (laughs) I've learned is not in my control, despite how much I want to control things. There is so much that's not in my control. And once I could filter what is and what isn't in my control, it made it so much easier to know what to spend my emotions on, what time, what budget of my emotions got spent on these external factors. There are definitely a list of things that I do wish that I could change. But those things, I am trying my hardest to not allow to get my emotion. Instead of the things that I know I cannot possibly change, I will acknowledge my feeling about it, I will write it down, and I will place that feeling into a jar. Once it's in the jar, I begin releasing that emotion attached to whatever it is that I cannot change, and that gives me the space and the time and the ability to focus on more of the things that I can change and the things that I realize that I do have control over and that I do feel like I want to change I can begin doing it, and then I can actually see the results. I can actually see the improvements, and that brings positive feelings into my world, and that's really what I need. We can get so caught up with the negative things or the people around us that are expressing their negative feelings and emotions due to external things that we have no possible control over, and so it's really important that you do not fall down that funnel like I was doing and you take control of that. So one of the things is recognizing and accepting what it is. Can I change it? No? Great. I'm going to write it down, release it, and focus on the things that are in my control. One of my friends was reading a book, and I don't even remember what it was called, but she was reading a book, and it was talking about acknowledging moments of gratitude and joy and how important that was, although it just sounds very trivial. Like, okay, let's reflect on gratitude. Let's reflect on your joy. But the whole idea is that joy is rooted deep down inside of you, whereas happiness just kind of stays on the forefront of the surface, and it has the ability to change depending on what circumstances are happening to you. So I really focused on that for this last half of the year, and so acknowledging moments of gratitude and joy. So my daily practice that I've been doing and I'm going to continue doing It keeps joy at the forefront, even on my hardest days. So journaling definitely helps with this. I have kept a journal for several years, and it really worked for me. But about three years ago, I started doing this practice that I saw one of my youth students doing. We were at a church group, and she took out her phone and took a quick video. It was like not that long at all, and she put her phone away. And I asked her about it. I said, hey, like we were just reading about something and you took your phone out. And she had told me that in this one scripture that she saw, she wanted to remember it. And she adds one second of her life into this app that recaps her whole year. So I asked her about it and she told me that there's this free app. It's called One Second Every Day. And it's basically a video diary. 
And you get to take a quick video. Literally, it'll take a one second snippet of your video from your day and it stores it into this app. So every single day on the calendar, you can be able to record for it. If you miss a day, you can go back to that day and add in a video that it pulls from your phone. So it's really intentional because it pulls from the dates of your phone and it's a great way to recap your life and to remember all the joyful moments and the ones of gratitude. Each day is a day to be grateful for. And that is something that I've learned really since the start of this pandemic. Every day is not promised. And so when I do get a day, no matter how hard it is, I'm grateful for it. This video diary was a great way to capture my life. And it's been pivotal. You would not believe how much good actually could happen in your life that we just forget about. So at the end of the year, which is actually coming up really soon, I will be able to see 365 seconds of my year, and I know it's going to bring me a lot of internal joy. But really, even on your hard days, there is at least one second of good. So capture it. The app is free. It is called One Second Every Day. I'm going to leave the link in my profiles just so you can make sure you are getting the right app if you want to try it. But that is a practice that I've done, and I'm going to continue to do that in 2022. The next thing that I want to share that has been big for me this year that's going to go into 2022 is using self-care routines throughout my day. If you have a planning time, if you have a lunch time, if you have a recess block, that's three opportunities right there where you're able to go outside and take a little quick walk. It does not have to be 20 minutes long. It can be one lap. It can just be for three minutes. But getting up and moving and just releasing everything I need in nature has been helpful for me. And so that is something that I did when I was at the school in Houston. We had an amazing track outside of our school. And so it made it really easy to actually take a lap or take two laps or walk for a certain amount of minutes and know that I can be back inside to get my students if I needed that release. I also have started to stop and take deep breaths. Now, I know that that might sound like it's something like, duh, yeah, take a deep breath whenever you feel stressed out or something. But as many people that have said it, I just never really did it. And I started doing it. Like in the middle of work, if I'm just kind of feeling like the pressure and I'm getting overwhelmed, I literally will stop and just breathe. I will take deep breaths. I started doing that often, and I would even teach my students how to do that. And randomly, we would all stop and take three slow breaths. You can do it when you're stressed out, but you can also just do it because your body needs it. You can also read a piece of a book or a devotional if you have one with you. You can take a drink of water. You can write out your thoughts or feelings. All of these things can begin being a part of your day throughout your day, not just in the morning, not just at night, but throughout your day, and it is a part of your self-care. Something else that I love doing is daily affirmations. There is so much power in speaking affirmations over yourself, and I would encourage you to begin doing it. I know that we're in a society and we're in situations and we're in a world where we are criticized, we are not given or told who we really are, and so sometimes it's up for you to speak that over yourself. I'm telling you to tell yourself, I am worthy, I am valuable, I am an asset. I am innovative. I am creative. I am whatever you are. Fill in your own blank. 
And in moments when you are feeling like you're not appreciated or things are just spiraling out of control, you can speak those affirmations over yourself and you can oftentimes calm yourself and regroup at a quicker rate. I learned that when it comes to self-care routines, it wasn't enough for me just to do a routine in the morning or just to do a routine at night. I discovered in this past year that I needed to incorporate them within my day and it's really changed my life. So that will be going with me into 2022. This next idea that you might want to try doing for your next year that I know I definitely will do for mine, it again is going to be one that's like, oh yeah, duh, but I realized how much I did not do it and what my day was like when I didn't. And that is starting your day off with something positive. Think about whatever it is that you like, whatever it is that brings you joy, whatever it is that fuels you. And that is what you should start your day with. So maybe it's music, maybe it's a podcast, maybe it's scripture, maybe it's prayer, maybe it's coffee, maybe it's watching the sunrise, maybe it's exercise, maybe it's a phone call with someone. Whatever it is, make it a part of the way that you start your day, because when you can start your day in a positive way, it will probably be a bit harder to break your mood. Now, I know that there are extremes that can definitely throw us off, and that's not what I'm talking about. But I know that whenever I've had to face the person who cut me off or the person who is being rude to me, it doesn't really bother me as much if I started off positively than if I started off my day without anything positive and having to take those different actions at me, it would be a whole different outcome. So definitely start your day positive if you don't yet, because that's definitely something that has impacted me in such a great way. Okay, this next one, practicing healthy habits, I will say I go in spurts of when I really, really will think about healthy habits. And this is something that I don't want to go into spurts with. I want it to become a part of my daily routine. And this is a really big, important focus for me. I think if you follow me on Instagram, you probably heard about two years ago that I got diagnosed with Graves' disease and then. Shortly after, it switched over to Hashimoto's, and in the meantime, in between all of this, I got a complete blood panel back that showed that I was highly reactive and sensitive to basically all of the foods that I was eating. So it definitely caused a lot of things to spiral out of control for me while I was trying to figure out how to get myself the healthiest as it could be. And as I started focusing on that, I started seeing so many gains within my mental, my memory. I could see things better. I could remember things better. Things were clearer. I could focus better. But then also physically, I had more energy. I was sleeping better. Well, as we know, when the pandemic starts, (laughs) everything, all of my routines, I kind of felt like kind of went out the window and I lost my willpower to stay away from certain foods and I started eating some things that I shouldn't be eating and you know the rest. So all that to say, practicing healthy habits, I now know what I can feel like and what life can be like whenever I am focusing on the healthy habits. So this is including sleep, exercise, diet, work-life balance, but it also includes removing distractions, eliminating the time sucks and the negativity in your life. It is so important to keep focus and to take care of your body. I learned that firsthand. And so that is going to be something that I am not going to budge on next year. I am going to be stronger. 
I'm going to be mindful of what I'm putting inside of my body. And I realize that I'm only going to be as good and as strong for the others around me as I am for myself. That right there was a big eye-opener of awareness for me this year, especially with moving, because a lot of you know that I've moved from Houston to Nashville, and many of my routines became shuffled and jumbled, and my habits were thrown out the window. And whenever you get off track, it is harder to get back on track, but the whole idea is that you've been there, you know you can do it, so you have to just remember what it feels like. So this is a huge focus for me that I'm going to take into 2022, and if you are similar to me in this, I hope that you will consider prioritizing healthy habits as well. Making time. This is going to include activities that soothe my stress. Now, I started adult ballet. I might have talked about that on a past episode. Maybe not. I don't know. But I started adult ballet the school year right before the pandemic hit. And so then I had to stop taking those classes. But I just remember going and being able to disconnect from everything. And it really allowed me to focus in on something else like ballet. And that is not easy. If you do ballet, just know that I know it's not easy, like it looks like. But it was so good for relieving the stress and being able to make time for something that was important for me. Really soon, I'm going to start adult hip-hop, and I also am going to learn how to play the guitar, so I'm saying it here so I have to follow through on it. But the whole idea is that there are so many activities and things that do relieve stress, but we just have to be intentional of making the time for it. I do not consider myself to be an artist by any means. However, I do like taking out paints and painting. Now, I don't own any, but I love going to the paint parties with people where I can be able to have a blank canvas and maybe try to paint what they have showing me for the example or maybe doing my own twist on it. Sometimes it just depends. I do my own thing. But I really love how whenever I get in front of the canvas, I don't think about anything else. And so making intentional time for yourself to do activities that can relieve your stress is something that I want to prioritize next year. I did it two years ago. I didn't really do it throughout the pandemic, and now I'm ready to get back to it. These activities also can include friends, family, and other connections that I make because I do love being around people. I know that we still have to be very wise and mindful, and groups can't really be as big, but I still like to make time for those things because that is what fuels me up, and that's what gives me joy. Coffee shops. Oh, how I love a good coffee shop. So coffee shops literally soothe any amount of stress that I can feel. I know that people have their own things, and for me, it is a coffee shop. I legit want to become a coffee blogger and travel the world drinking coffee in different shops and sharing my experience. Like, that is my dream. Again, I'm going to say it here so that when it comes to fruition, I can say, hey, you remember when I said I was going to be a coffee blogger? Well, look at me now. But I really love it. And so if you love something that much, if you're passionate about something that much, make the time to do it. I think that so often we have the time. The time is there, but we just don't make time for the things that we love. Now, more recently, I have discovered how much I enjoy a massage and how much I enjoy a facial. 
And those things also take time. They also soothe my stress. But I realize that they also cost money. And so I realize that if I start making coffee at home versus buying multiple each day from the coffee shop, then I can essentially save that money and do more stress relief activities. I also really want to see a chiropractor. I've never gone to one in my life, but I really feel like I need to. And so I want to add that to my list. So maybe in 2022, that'll be added there. But the whole idea here is that I know that I can get wrapped up in all of the busyness and craziness of life. And I can let that consume me. I can let that tire me out to the point of fatigue. And then I can't recoup and I can't recover. So I am going to intentionally find something that I love and I'm going to make time for it. Depending on what it is, once a week, it might be once every two weeks, it might be once a month. But the whole idea is that I'm going to carve out intentional time to make time for those activities because this was insightful and a true lesson learned. Okay, I'm almost done, I promise. I only have three more things that I really had on my list of my reflections of things that I want to make sure that I'm focusing on for next year that worked for me this year. And this next one is taking breaks. Now, from daily tasks or social media as a time to reset, that's what I mean by taking breaks. I mentioned it before, but I feel like it needs to have its own place in this episode because sometimes we just have to detach and know that whatever it is is still going to be there when or if you decide to return to it. I recently took a social media break. It was brief, but if you know me, even taking a day away is like, whoa, what happened to her? But I took a week off of social media. A week. I know in the big picture, a week is nothing, but for me, a week felt like eternity. But I took a week off, and all the thoughts attached to taking a break wasn't the actual reality that I experienced. I thought people would forget about me. I thought the algorithm would kill my reach. I thought that I wasn't a good teacher because I wasn't serving others and helping people. I thought that I wouldn't be top of mind, but none of that actually happened. And it felt so good to have the power to take a break. It's healthy, and it's something that I plan to do often in 2022. The last two, it's going to be very brief, is one of them, have reasonable expectations for myself. I have to remember that I am one person, and expectations or demands that I place on myself need to align with that, me being one person. And that's going to be a focus of mine for next year that I've started doing this year. I have discovered that I have limits. That was eye-opening to me because I feel like I can do it all. This is a work in progress for me, but it first comes from placing value on yourself and not take on too much or overexert yourself past that healthy threshold. So that's really, really important to have reasonable expectations for yourself and realize that you cannot and should not be doing it all. The final thing is asking for help. For years, I have constantly felt like I'm the only one who can do something, and that is far from the truth. I am going to be honest right now and say that part of it might have come from my singleness and just having to figure out whatever I desire or whatever I want done. If I want to get it done, I need to do it myself. If I want to make that, I need to make it myself. I became really independent, which is not a bad thing at all, but I also got in a habit of not asking for help. 
So then when things start piling up, I don't know how to verbally ask for help. I don't know how to formulate the words. I don't know how to reach out to the people who I know love and care about me and that would never want to see me suffering or struggling, but I just got in the habit of not asking for help. This is something I'm really trying to incorporate in all areas of my life, and it is so hard, but I've been seeing the fruits of asking for help. And so this is one thing that I'm taking into 2022 with me. I truly want to break the quote unquote, I need to do it myself mentality. So 2022, I am coming for you. Now, 2021 has been a fast year. I literally remember spending New Year's Eve with my friend Leslie in Tulsa, and I really feel like that was just last month, but inevitably it was basically a year ago. I can't believe this year is coming to a close, but there were so many revelations and good that has come from it. And I want to encourage you to take some time before 2022 to just sit and reflect. Go to your quiet place, take your coffee or your tea or your smoothie, and just sit and reflect. Reflect on the great, the good, the bad, and the ugly, and make some promises to yourself. This is not about making New Year's resolutions because honestly, I actually don't do those, but this is more of a reset or a refresh. Take what was learned, take what you discovered, and take action. If you want to share what you have learned or routines that you've tried this year that you definitely want to carry into 2022, I would love to hear it. So shoot me a DM on Instagram at The Literacy Dive or send me an email to Megan at TheLiteracyDive.com and share it with me. Cheers to an upcoming new year. Thanks so much for tuning in today. Come hang out with me over on Instagram at The Literacy Dive. I would love to hear from you in my DMs. If you are enjoying this podcast, be sure to hit that follow button and share this with a friend. I'll catch you in the next episode.